0: Welcome to mixed martial arts. Wow, wouldn't it be crazy if uh, the, the aliens like manufactured you to be a, a nah. mixed martial arts fighter? So like, let's see if we could just turn this I'm, sure, so would, I'm sure if it would have happened I would have been much better than than, than this much know? better than this you're the fucking champion what are yeah, you talking yeah but about? if I would be alien manufacturer I would be <laughs> superman you know Hello ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, aliens, Martians, any conscious being tuning into the podcast. I welcome you to episode 34 of Martian Mixed Martial Arts. I want to thank all you for tuning in and uh, you know, just give a shout out to all my fans out there. I really appreciate all you guys tuning in. You know, the episode count for the recent episodes have been great. I'm really happy with the results. Shout out to everybody coming over from Twitter, from uh, Reddit, from Sherdog, sure wherever you reach, uh, wherever you Get connected to me. I really appreciate it. And if you're interested in being a guest on the Martian MMA podcast, shoot me a message at UFO UFC on Twitter. Uh, you know, any fan, anybody who's interested in coming on, coming on and who's passionate about MMA it doesn't have to be about betting. Doesn't have to be a you know too uh, too heavy analysis. But if, you know, if you have the desire to come on, you have the desire to share your voice and you know t- try out being on a podcast, man. I'd love to have you. So uh, just reach out ufo ufc on twitter and uh, getting into episode thirty-four this week, we're going to be uh, just recapping the UFC event that went down in Sao Paulo, Brazil this past week, and uh, talking about the Bellator card going down this Saturday night in San Jose, California. That is U- Bellator two hundred six. Excuse me, I almost said UFC two hundred six. Um, but uh, you know, t- to start things off, we're going to talk about the Sao Paulo event that went down this past Saturday, uh, headlined by tiago santos versus eric anders uh this is going to be a short episode of the podcast we are not uh previewing the ufc 229 card yet uh hope wonder if you can hear the uh the sirens in the background that is the the mean streets of philadelphia ladies and gentlemen um but uh like i said we're not going to be previewing the 229 card just quick recapping uh the uh sao paulo card quick uh, diving into the bellator card and maybe talking about some john jones news the ufc 230 main event and whatnot so first fight we had livia renata Souza run through alex chambers like a hot knife through butter smitting her with a guillotine choke 81 seconds into the round you know chambers is getting cut she's 39 years old she's lost like seven fights in a row you know Souza's looking good um <clears throat> it's a shame they gave her like the sheep of a fight uh to just you know get her uh, acclimated to the ufc because she's is the real deal and uh, we should hopefully we see her tested against a legitimate opponent in her next one next fight another squash mass Aleski uh, Aleski Zaleski Dos Santos defeating Luigi Vendermini by a uh, flying knee in the second round of this fight man the first first round of this fight Luigi uh, got Zaleski's back and was you know threatening with chokes but uh, Zaleski stayed calm defended off the chokes and eventually finished with a very very impressive flying knee and uh, you know eventually dropped him with another punch man just an incredible knockout from Zaleski man this guy is incredible we need to see him in the top uh top 15 opponents like uh uh, asap you know um and uh next fight we have talus late just defeat hector lombard 29 28 uh you know close fight you know talus late just dig deep and got this one out but hector lombard is just done man I, i can't believe i fucking bet on hector lombard who's lost five fights in a row man when will i ever learn um moving on to uh, Maria Bueno Silva defeating Jillian Robertson uh, with an armbar at the at 4 four minutes and 55 seconds of the first round. Man, Jillian Robertson looked like she was winning this round. She was on top, doing some damage with ground and pound. And uh, before you know it, Maria Bueno Silva throws up an armbar from the guard and submits Jillian Robertson, the so-called submission artist. Man, uh, this is low-level low level MMA at, at its best, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you know, mid-level MMA is a lot of bullshit close to split decisions low level mma is a lot of guard submissions shout out to Gugabe who pointed that out really recently to me on twitter but uh you know just incredible that 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 she pulled off that submission um Moving on, Sergio Moraes defeating Ben Saunders by arm triangle in the second round. Man, what an incredible fucking fight! You know, you watch this fight, I guarantee you'll think it's boring. But you know, this is the wonderful thing about wonderful thing about MMA is that there are so many different aspects. It's not just standing and banging and throwing punches. And you know, there's there's all different types of of styles that are that are interesting in MMA. This fight was a total you know a total jujitsu clinic you know Sergio Moraes was able to take Ben Saunders down Ben Saunders is using the his rubber guard 10th planet rubber guard to try to uh, try to keep Sergio Moraes in his guard Sergio Moraes just, just slowly breaks down his guard with some of the best pressure passing you'll uh, you'll see in the UFC it took you know the props to the referee whoever ref this fight cuz he let them work. He he understood jiu-jitsu. He knew this that both of them were high-level jiu-jitsu competitors. He knew that you need time to pass guard, you need to, you know, take it slow, you need to look for openings. And uh, you know, Sergio Moraes was able to break down that really high-level guard of Ben Saunders and eventually uh, submit him in this one. Just just an incredible incredible jiu-jitsu display in the octagon. Uh, one one of my favorite fights uh, of the, the past couple months, honestly. And, you know, there were, there were maybe five punches thrown in the entire fight. Uh, so, you know, that just goes to show how dynamic MMA is. Uh, Augusto Sakai defeating Chase Sherman by knockout 14 minutes and 3 seconds into this uh, this fight. Man, what a crazy slop fest of, the, of a striking brawl this was. Uh, you know, both guys, you know, uh, looking you know, looking semi-decent. You know, uh, their cardios are okay. You know, was eventually get, be able to get the finish in the 14th minute of this one. But, man, this is just low-level heavyweight, man. Augusto Sakai's ceiling is, is pretty low in the UFC. Um, don't really see him, uh, you know, improving too much more than he has right now. Uh, you know, Chase Sherman. I think his time in the UFC is, uh, you know, coming to an end. Uh, next fight, we had Ryan Spann defeat Luis Henrique. Man, what a! This is probably the worst fight of the night. Uh, you know, just a really boring uh, decision. Where a lot of ground game, a lot of stalling, just not much done in this one. And surprisingly, the American Ryan Spann wins a close 29-28 decision in this one not much to say about that fight other than like i said how boring it was Uh, next fight francisco trinaldo defeated evan dunham with a a a knockout knee to the body man very rare you see that in mma but what a beautiful knee thrown by francisco trinaldo timed it perfectly and put evan dunham down with a knee to the liver just just excellent uh, placement of that knee and francisco trinaldo is like 41 years old and he's still looking very very good man so props to him i want to whatever whatever he's uh eating i want to get on his diet because he's you know beating guys who are you know significantly i don't know not evan dunham is not significantly younger than him but he's still looking good in there at 41. Uh, next fight charles Oliveira choked out uh christos jagos at three minutes and 22 seconds of the second round you know uh charles Oliveira. you know uh I don't remember. I don't remember how the beginning of this fight. Honestly, I don't remember if if it was competitive or not. But uh, I'm just totally fucking blanking on this one for some reason. Uh, Oliveira eventually getting the choke and going going ape shit, setting the, beating Hoist Gracie's record for the most submissions in the UFC history. So uh, good for him. Uh, you know. Even though he's, like, 12 and 8 in the UFC, he somehow got the most submissions. So next fight was a draw between Rana Marcos and Marina Rodriguez. Close, close fight. Rana Marcos won the first round pretty decisively, and Marina Rodriguez won the, ne- the next two rounds pretty decisively. Uh, there was no 10-8 rounds in this one. For some reason, some of the judges gave Random Marcos a 10-8 round in the first, but that that is that is wrong. Uh, she, there was, it was not a 10-8 round. She controlled position, but she did not do enough damage, or was was not close to threatening the the, was not close to threatening a finish at any point. And uh, you know, I I think that Rodriguez won this fight two rounds to one. But you know, I don't really uh, I don't really disagree with the draw because I would like to see more draws in the UFC. There are so many close fights when you don't know who the fuck won the fight, where the judges end up just picking someone at random. You might as well just call it a draw so no one gets screwed. Uh, next fight we have Andre Ewell defeat Henan Barrow. Man, what a what a crazy performance in this one. Henan Barrow, you know, starts off the fight uh, looks like he hurts Ewell to the body and starts chasing a finish to which Ewell drops him with a punch and uh, you know, man, just just crazy crazy fight. Uh, Drops him, ends up winning the round. I believe Brow comes back and wins the next round. And then Ewell had enough in the tank to win the third round. It was a split decision. You know, uh, I believe Ewell did win this one. But, man, Brow is done uh man this, he, he's just done man he he comes in against a, re, a guy a regional guy making his ufc debut he misses weight by five pounds he the guy has a, a padded record from gladiator challenge and he still loses to him Hen and Brow, i'm sorry but it is time to retire my friend uh you know you had your day you're the champion at one point you were top pound for pound but now it is just sad to see you fight so uh, please hang it up my man uh, next fight Antonio Hojiru Noguera defeating Sam Alvi by knockout man three, three to one underdog in this one of Noguera. he was even three to one after the first round and Noguera comes back and and after losing the first round and uh, drops Alvi and finishes him in the in the second really early stoppage Um... Terrible, terrible stoppage. I mean, you know, uh, Sam Alvey had both of his arms wrapped around Noguera's legs, shooting for a double leg. He was totally with it. I think Noguera probably would have won the fight. Uh, you know, he probably he probably would have stuffed that takedown, moved back, made Alvey get back to his feet, and then Nogueira would have finished him off after that. But man, you got to let a guy go down. You got to let him take some shots. Man, he 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 got dropped by a punch and dove for a leg once he was on the ground. He was totally con- uh, conscious. But the ref stepped in and stopped it, unfortunately. Uh, unfortunate stoppage, but no, nice to see Noguera getting a win. Uh, next fight, co-main event, Alex Cowboy Oliveira defeating Carlo Petrozzoli by knockout. 40 seconds into this fight. Man, what a crazy, crazy finish by Oliveira. Just went out there and went uh, went headhunting. Landed a stiff punch and finished Petruzzoli pretty quickly, man. Oliveira looking, looking like a killer as always. And in the main event, a surprisingly good brawl in this one. Uh, ended up at being a TKO after the 3rd round after Eric Anders just didn't have a, uh, enough stamina to even stand up and was so hurt that he couldn't couldn't even stand on two feet. Thiago Santos earning the TKO. Man, crazy brawl. A lot of a lot of back and forth this one, a lot of wrestling, scrambles and both fighters landed punches. Both fighters showed, uh, you know, decent cardio. And uh, you know, for a short notice main event put together on six days' notice, that fell apart two or three times before this one delivered. And uh, so, props to props to uh, those two guys for taking this fight on short notice. I think you know both. Of them, uh, I believe Santos was injured, and he still took the fight. Uh, you know, Anders came in on six days' notice, flew down to Brazil, was uh, still game as fuck, and uh, you know was you know great uh, great fight in this one. Uh, so you know, pretty decent card from Sao Paulo. Uh, didn't do too well on the betting end of it, but you know, oh well, it was still good night, good night of fights. And uh, with that being said, we are going to quickly move on to Bellator two hundred six going down this weekend from san jose california man bellator is taking advantage of the weekend off man ufc does not have an event this weekend and not much really going on in the the mma world no other promotions having events either that i know of but bellator is putting together one of their best cards of the year probably their best card of the year the main event the main uh card features you know uh, some of their biggest stars Uh, Gilbert Melendez's wife Carrie Melendez has taken on uh, a a woman named Dakota Zimmerman Melendez is somehow a a minus 1000 favorite in that fight somehow uh incredible Muay Thai striker Gaston Bolanos has taken on an opponent named Yesiro Gutierrez, uh, who seems to uh be a you know a lamb for slaughter brought in for to make Bolanos look good. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't knock it. Bolanos is uh, the real deal. I really enjoy watching the fight. He's got incredible striking, crazy knockout power. Those spinning elbows are beautiful, and uh, you know wouldn't mind seeing one uh, Saturday night. Their number one prospect, uh, in the division, Aaron Pico is taking on Leandro Higo. Uh, you know, Aaron Pico three and one taking on Higo, who's eighteen and four. Yet Pico is a minus five fifty favorite to uh, to uh, Higo plus four twenty five. That is insane, man. We've seen Aaron Pico trusted a little bit too much in the betting lines before. He was a huge uh, underdog, when he lost his first fight, uh, but uh, you know Higo is a, is a legitimate a legitimate opponent. He's got wins over, you know, uh, some, some decent competition, wins over some guys in the UFC like Taron Ware and Steven Peterson. You know, has lost the fights, the the high-level fights in Bellator like Eduardo Dantes and Darren Caldwell. But he uh, is a, 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 certainly the most legitimate fighter that Aaron Pico has fought so far. So it is crazy that, that he's still a 4-1 to one underdog against Pico in this one. So, yeah. Um, take that how you will and uh the first fight of the the welterweight grand prix is going on andre korshkov uh take a uh, former champion taking on douglas lima former champion douglas lima has beat korshkov in the past and uh somehow lima is a plus 120 underdog in this one you know uh coming off that crazy fight against Roy mcdonald for the title which he lost but um you know i i don't knock play at uh, douglas lima at a uh, at an underdog value here the uh, co-main event Quentin Rampage Jackson taking on Vanderlei Silva in the fourth fight of their 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 not even a trilogy a quology and uh, it's very very rare that people fight four times i don't think it uh, i don't think it's happened in mma at all uh, very very often at all it happens in boxing every now and then like tim bradley and uh, Manny pacquiao but um, you know it's uh who the fuck knows what to call it? Quadology. That's what we're going with. Uh, you know, th- this f- th- these guys have been fighting one another for decades. They fought in Pride. They fought in UFC. They got a lot of bad blab- bad blood between each other, and they're they're uh, continuing this uh, their uh, rivalry through Bellator quentin J- rampage jackson is somehow almost a three-to-one favorite in this one that is just ludicrous you know vanderlei silva is obviously not very good but i just couldn't trust money on either one of these gentlemen i recommend to sit back and relax and enjoy the shit show that bell tour is and the, the, that they put on fights like this and we're happy that they do because you know they are fucking crazy but the people you, you motherfuckers who are betting on on this shit are crazy too um in the main event, we have a super fight, a legitimate super fight. The 170-pound the champion and the 185-pound champion of Beltor are coming together. Gagor and Musashi, minus 265 favorite, taking on Rory McDonald, who is a plus 225 underdog. Uh, the, the, the the line is wide on this one. I think that you know there's not much of a size difference between these two. Rory McDonald's a big welterweight. Musasi's a small middleweight. So I don't think there's much of a size advantage. I think that both of these guys are excellent strikers. We're, We're due for, you know, a masterpiece of a fight on the feet in this one. I really can't wait for it. Uh, I think that uh, you know Musasi should be a little uh, should be the favorite, but I do not think Rory McDonald should be as high as plus two twenty five. So the value is going to be on McDonald. I do not see myself making any bets on this one. I think that I'm gonna you know just sit back and uh, and relax and enjoy this entire card. You know not really too uh too consistent on be- uh, betting on Bellator and uh, don't really feel feel the need to uh, force any plays. I don't really want to. So uh, I won't be betting on this one. But yeah, I'm really excited for this Bellator card. I think I think it will be uh, you know the, one of their best cards in history, and really hope it uh, really hope it delivers. So uh, moving on to just general UFC news and MMA news for the the rest of the episode. Uh, I said this one's going to be short because I uh, you know, have a class to go to, so I'm just squeezing this one out in between. And uh, so we're going to be talking about the UFC 230 main event. Last week, last Thursday, before the Conor McGregor and Khabib Nurmagomedov press conference, I was positive that they were going to announce a UFC 230 main event in New York City where UFC 230 is going down. There was was, six weeks until the main event, or six or seven weeks until the event takes place. Now we're at six weeks, you know, Um, it might be, it might even be less than that. It might be five weeks, and there's still no main event. This is this is un, unheard of in the UFC. I think it's six weeks, honestly. But um, still, man, it's it's insane that they don't have they don't have you know, the uh, the main event booked for this one yet. Uh, we thought it was going to be John Jones. Dana Wade is pretty adamant saying that John Jones is not going to be on this card. He said that he wants you know John Jones to fight Alexander Gustafsson at UFC two thirty two. We've been hearing all different types of rumors about this main event. Dustin Poirier and Nate Diaz both tweeted that they're going to be uh, taking part in the inaugural 160 pound division title fight for a five round main event at UFC 230. The UFC saying that this is completely lies that they're these guys are just making it up hey i don't knock it against them the ufc doesn't know what the fuck they're doing and the guys who are in the top of the bill right now the guys who are basically selling the tickets for this fighter step it up and saying no i'm the main event we're fighting for the fucking title they're they're, you know they're making it happen themselves i i I like it because the ufc doesn't know what the fuck they're doing You know, there's been rumors of Yoel Romero fighting uh, Alexander Gustafson for an interim or or possibly the undisputed lightweight title. Who the hell knows what's going on there? There's just – there's – People are grasping at straws, Uh, you know, Romero was supposed to be hurt, was supposed to fight at 230, and then they pulled him off it because he's hurt, and then all of a sudden he's going to fight Gustafsson on it, and he's going to fight for a title after he missed weight two two out of his last three fights, and he lost two out of his last three fights? How the hell is he going to move up and get an immediate title shot? None of it makes sense. None none of it makes sense. They they don't have a main event announced. They're scrambling all over the place. News medias are reporting this and this and that, and it's all fake news, and it's all bullshit. Who the hell knows what the hell's going on? With this main event, but they better get this shit announced soon. You know, I don't understand. They're like they're, they, right now they have no main event and they're selling tickets. They're selling tickets at with Poirier and Diaz at the top of the main event with Weidman and Rockhold as the co-main event. Just, just make that shit five rounds. Make it for. I, I don't know. Just don't make it for the title. You don't need interim titles. You don't need it. You know, Nate Diaz is. I believe will sell some pay-per-views on his own. You don't need some stupid bullshit belt. There's going to be a ton of other stack fights in the card. The pay-per- you will do just as good as it will if you add some bullshit um flyweight title or uh, some interim title to it uh moving on to some some uh some news stories from the rest of the week like i suspected last week joanna young versus valentina shevchenko for the vacant flyweight ufc title is announced for ufc 231 in chicago going down december or in toronto excuse me going down december 8th that'll be an incredible incredible fight between uh the clearly two of the top five pound-for-pound pound females in the entire world. That's going to be, uh, you know, just a great, great fight. Uh, you know, we, the press conference went down last week. Conor and Khabib were jawing back and forth on one another. You know, it got it got dark. They were talking about their families. They were talking about politics and Putin and dictators and Khradyrov and everything. And it, it was crazy. It was just as crazy as we expected. And, uh, you know, I loved every bit of it. I miss Conor McGregor a fucking lot. And, uh, you know, he came back. Full gear, cooked the gills, you know. Drinking whiskey at the press conference two weeks before the fight, you know. I think he he, he rattled uh rattled Khabib's cage a little bit, you know. The, Khabib tried to stay calm, but there were certain moments where he couldn't stay calm when Khabib or when Connor was. Pressing him about Vladimir Putin when a reporter said Salaamu Alaikum to Connor and congratulated him on his whiskey. Khabib said, you cannot say Salaamu Alaikum and congratulate someone on whiskey. It's a contradictory thing, you know, Muslims not being, uh, b- being able to drink under their religious vows. So very, very interesting. Uh, you know, it seemed like he was a little bit uh, a little bit riled up at this point. You know, like I said, uh Counter bringing up his ties to, you know, uh, dictators and bringing up all the embezzlement charges of his sponsor and all types of shady shit going down with Khabib. He, you know, he took, he came at uh, his Khabib's manager, Ali Abdelaziz, for being an alleged terrorist. He came at his manager uh, for, you know, having a possibly abandoned son that he hasn't paid child support to. Man, connor did research. He dug dirt on this fight. He found out, was, you know, the, the funny bone of these guys. And uh, you know he he was he did not hold back. It was it was great. Uh, You know he he, he went he was going you know ballistic out there. You know we had a great face off. Uh, It was just uh, it was just you know a great press conference. Really got me excited for the fight. Uh, And I imagine that uh, you know it it'll probably reflect good in the pay per view buys. I think something like eight or nine hundred thousand people were watching the press conference live. Maybe a little lower, like in the seven hundred thousand range. But uh, man just a really successful press conference you know it was a little bit you know it was a little bit wwe it was a little crazy at moments but you know that's what conor mcgregor is that's why he sells pay-per-views and that's why we missed him because you know he just he's uh he's very very unique um you know not much else in the news going on throughout the week you know there's obviously a lot of speculation about john jones's usada case and john jones's manager going on podcasts and saying that he didn't snitch although it's clearly in writing that he snitched um you know a lot of crazy stuff going on with that case you know hopefully more details will be announced soon maybe next week we'll have you know uh john jones fight announced but like i said last week i was i was positive that they were going to announce the uh, john jones fight i thought it was going to be 230 i thought it was going to be Gustav sam but man none of it happened i I was very very shocked so um that's going to be all for this quick episode of Martian MMA. I think I kept it to less than a half hour. I've been talking like I'm cooked to the gills myself. But, uh, you know, I've been uh, just, you know, I know that we had a time limit limit on this one. And I've been talking extra super fucking fast as a, re- as a result of that. So, uh, I hope you uh, enjoyed the episode. Uh, you know, like I said, I, w- I was planning on doing a quick recap before 229. I will be doing an entire episode next week on UFC 229. It's going to be perhaps the, the best episode of martian mma we've ever done the biggest event uh, in this time frame that we have uh, done martian mma so i'm really really looking forward to it and uh ladies gentlemen boys girls aliens martians any conscious being tuning into the podcast thank you for tuning into episode 34 of martian mixed martial arts and i will see you next week before ufc 229 peace